everyone. This is the Parks Academy, where we discuss and celebrate all things theme parks related. We focus mainly on Disney parks and resorts in both Anaheim and Orlando. My name is Paige. I'm Steven. And today we will be continuing our Disney Artist Spotlight series. This week, we are going to be interviewing um, Jared Mariama. And uh, we're really excited to have him on our show. Um, he was so much fun to interview. And um, obviously, his artwork is just uh, unbelievable. So it's a, it's a real privilege to, uh, to have him. Um, before we, we jump right into our interview, though, um, what, what, are you, what are you thinking about and excited about this week? Um, I am excited about the Grammys. So the Grammys will be airing Sunday night right before this podcast goes live on Monday morning. So we will already know who won all of the things. But I am hoping with all of my fingers and toes crossed for a few Harry Styles wins. Okay. And maybe a few Lizzo wins. Those are my people. Okay. I love them both very much. Huh. And I am very excited. That's great. For the Grammys. Um, I don't know. I don't really think that I know too much about any of the nominees and stuff this year. It makes me sound like an old, <clears throat> like old fuddy-duddy. Um, but I'm, I'm sure it's going to be cool. You're not a big awards show guy, except no, the Oscars. I, like, I only like the Oscars. And the Emmys sometimes, but the Oscars is really what gets me. Um, yeah, I'm looking at all the albums and records of the year and stuff, and none of them really... I think it's so funny that um, ABBA has a, a record of the year or album. Yeah. It'd be so funny if they swept the Oscars, but I don't think that's... I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, Grammys, not Oscars. See, I got Oscars in my head now. You did, yeah. yes. Thinking about all the all the movies that I've yes all the best picture movies that I've watched. There you go. So, what are you excited about this week? Because I know it's not the Grammys. No, it's not, and it's also not football either. Um, quite the opposite, actually. Wait, one last thing mm -hmm. that I'm looking forward to with the Grammys is I hope Taylor Swift also gets a win. Yeah, okay, I can see that. That's that's my three cents. Harry yeah. Styles, Lizzo, and Taylor Swift. The problem for me is like all of the albums that I like are not something that is even um, on the main stage. So like Certainty by Big Thief is on the um, um, alternative album of the year, but that never does anything. Um, so a lot of the bands that I typically like, uh, they are, they're not really on the, on the main stage. So um, not really a big pop, pop music kind of fan, but whatever, no biggie. I take all of the pop music um fandom over here i only listen to disney um disney park music or disney soundtracks oh, yeah or disney soundtracks we listen to moana and encanto and frozen yeah or this podcast i guess um okay so back to you what are you excited gosh, about yeah so um uh <laughs> um i i don't i don't know actually Football is over. And Football's you have over. My team left to is be out. About. No, that's not true at all. Um, that's really not true. You know, this is going to sound weird, but I'm I'm kind of excited that um, the sun has been out more frequently. Like today was in the 20s for the weather, so it was cold, but we had a lot of sun, so that was nice. Um, not a huge fan of gloomy, sad forecasts. Mm -hmm. I don't mind if it snows. I think it's nice because it really brightens everything up. But I don't really like it to be gray and dreary. So right, if it's those... going to be cold, like I might as well have it snow. Exactly. The gray um, winter days are tough. Yeah. So I think that the sun being out has been nice. And I'm excited about that. That was a very optimistic thing for you to say. Yeah. You know. I love that. 
All right. So, um, uh, Jared uh, Mariyama is a freelance illustrator specializing in cute character designs and concepts. He has worked with some of the biggest brands in the world, including Disney, Pixar, DreamWorks, Warner Brothers, Netflix, Facebook, Target, and more. He's been hired to bring his particular brand of cute to uh, global properties such as Star Wars, Harry Potter, Batman, Stranger Things, um, and another you know big pop culture um, entities that you may know about. Uh, Jared currently resides in Southern California, just down the road from Disneyland. So without further ado, we are going to jump into our interview with Jared. Well, Jared, thank you so much uh, for coming on the show with us. We know that you are a busy, busy guy. And so the fact that you um, are taking time out of your, your day to join us is, is amazing. Um, we, we wanted to just ask you a handful of questions about, you know, your, your experience as an artist who, I mean, you're doing a ton of pop culture stuff, which I think is incredible. Um, but, you know, the reason you're on our show is because of the Disney focus that we, we saw, especially like on your Instagram page and, and on your, your website and stuff like that. So um, if you could just, you know, just to jump right into it, we would love to just know a little bit about how did you get into Disney art? I mean, it's, it's, it seems like it's such a competitive platform um, with so many different people, like, you know, doing their own style of art. We'd love to just hear from you about how you got into that in the first place. Oh, sure. Um, well, first, thank you for having me on. I appreciate the interest. Uh, I used to do some podcasts myself, and I know how difficult it can be to to get guests. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to do it, and I appreciate you asking. Um, thank you. Getting into Disney art, really, it was just, I, I was a Disney fan. Uh, it's what kind of uh, made me go into art as a career uh, in general. Um, but uh, I just kind of started doing my own art, just fan art, uh, just because I liked these characters. I liked these movies so much. And it was just a natural thing to sort of, uh, you know, draw these characters and then eventually letting, leading to drawing them in my own style and developing that and trying to do something a little different other than just sort of reproducing the characters on model or as we see them in the films and stuff. So, you know, because of social media it makes it very easy to do this and then get it out there and have sort of an instant audience and i think you know as you guys know with social media at disney has such a huge audience that just covers so many different areas of the company and pop culture in general that uh you know the minute you post disney stuff it gets attention yeah totally i mean it's um one of the things too that i, I find so compelling about your artwork is is um sort of the there's very much of like a kawaii influence in it um which i really love and i think it's it's so much fun um and so are you currently at the you're you're currently at the festival of the arts right like attending that and and showing off your work yeah my art i'm not there yet i'll be there february 10th through the 14th but my artwork has been there since the beginning so uh yeah i've been there from the first time they started doing this festival i think it was 2017 i don't, I don't remember the exact year but uh that was actually was... my next question was okay. how long you've been doing it so that's crazy i um, did a flower and garden the year before they had started this festival and then it became festival of the art so i would just come for for that one. Oh, cool yeah i had a sort of a follow-up question with you explaining how you got into making disney art mm. um what mediums did you start with when you started making art in general um let's see has so, it always I mean, been just digital art or where does well, that I mean, start for you you know we always start with paper and pencil i think everybody starts with that and certainly when i was going to school for art it, it was pre-digital for the most part i mean the the 
program I was in was a very traditional illustration art class. So it was watercolors and paints and things like that. Um, we did have to take a digital illustration class as part of the major, but um, it was sort of fringe then. It was like, this is up and coming, so you should probably be aware of it, but it was it was one class. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't until I was sort of out in the world getting jobs that uh, I really was forced to use the computer and use uh, Adobe Illustrator and Photoshop and things like that. But I think everybody starts with paper and pencil or crayon and pencil or, you know, paper and that kind of stuff. So yeah, I, my, my background is sort of a traditional, like uh, traditional art, but um, certainly now it's all digital. Awesome. Very cool. Uh, one of the things that I feel like this is kind of an elephant in the room um, mm. and I want to get it out of the way immediately. Uh, a couple of days ago, you posted this absolutely incredible little piece of, of Mickey kind of um, strutting, strutting along, and, and it says the Walt Disney Company, and you got a, a, a shout out from the from the man himself, um, Bob <laughs> Iger. That had that must have been a real. I mean, it was enough of a cool moment, obviously, for you to repost it on your social. Like that had to have been such a cool feeling. Um, yeah, and congrats sure. on that recognition. That's amazing. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's a very, it's a very strange, unusual, surreal thing. You know, I, I don't think you ever post something and think, "Gee, I hope." Bob Iger sees this. You know, it, <laughs> it just doesn't occur to you that that would happen. So to go through those steps, to have him see it, but then also be moved to to tweet about it and to say that and and all that stuff, that was very nice, very generous on his part, I think. And so, yeah, uh, I was very excited to see that. And of course, I'm going to show that off as much as I <laughs> oh, can. Oh, no, that's a that's a huge uh, flex. Um, every yeah, time we put an sure. episode out, I'm like, man, I hope Bob sees this. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so... No, that's that's really awesome. That's I mean, that's that's such a great um, it's, it's such an accomplishment. So, I mean, that's that's really awesome. Well, thank um, you. It's great to think that he even looks at this stuff, right? Like you wouldn't. Think yeah, it would even occur to him to see some of the stuff. So I don't know how it got in front of him, but uh, I'm glad it did. Well, and at the end of the day, like he's a Disney lover like the rest of us. Yep. Right. So yep. I'm sure for him, it's like he probably I mean. I can't imagine he really even thinks himself as like this big CEO as opposed to just someone who loves the, you know, the art and the medium and just everything Disney culture. So um, that's really cool. Um, but speaking of your art, I was when I was um, going through your Instagram page after we'd reached out and started kind of conversing about scheduling, mm -hmm. um, I immediately noticed a familiar style from the Disney baby, my first books. Mm -hmm. So we have a one year old. And we bought her the my first Easter, my first Halloween, my first Christmas. We got her the first birthday one. And as I'm looking through your your stuff, I see Soli from Monsters Inc. dressed up as Santa Claus. Um, and I'm like, oh my gosh! Like we literally read those books <laughs> almost every single night. And I think, in fact, I think um, there's there's others beyond the, the my first that you've done as well. And um, it was just really cool. Like. It, it, the fact that, you know, the illustrations in that book bring so many people joy. Um, and like my daughter, like I said, she's one. And so her introduction to Mickey and Minnie is through, you know, like the Mickey Mouse's clubhouse and stuff like that. But really, a lot of it, too, is just sitting down and, and reading those books and, you know, squealing every time she sees Mickey Mouse's Santa Claus or, um, <laughs> you know, like, uh, especially like with the textures and stuff in those books that, that lend so well to the artwork. Um, I mean, that's. That's really cool. And I guess, um, is that something, how long have you been doing that? I mean, as far as those specific kind of the the Disney baby um, stuff. I think that's a good question. Thank you for that. That's really nice to hear. I, I think it's, um, you know, of all the stuff I do, I think probably the Disney baby stuff will have the most lasting 
impression because I think when you grow up with these things, you you know, whether it's good art or bad art, you have a fondness for this thing because you remember mm -hmm. it from your childhood. And I think that's really what was the appeal of sort of doing this project. I started with Disney Baby, I think around 2015, I want to say. Might have been a little bit before that. 2015 might have been the first book that came out. Um, and the exciting thing about that was being able to take sort of all the properties of Disney, you know, Disney and Pixar and um, mm -hmm. We looked at doing Muppets and Star Wars and, and Marvel and all of that stuff, too. Um, but to come up with a style that would uh, go across all these characters and different movies and different, uh, you know, very different looks for these characters and have them sort of exist in the same world. So we do actually have this huge, uh, they did do it as a poster actually for internal use, but it just has all the characters that we've used so far in all the Disney baby books. And uh, that was a real, like, to be able to do that was a rare sort of treat to to work with all the characters and try to make them all look in a cohesive style and and uh, yeah that's been great it's it's a lot of books it's a lot of work mm -hmm. uh, I just I was just working on them before I came to to do this podcast that's awesome <laughs> um, so it's ongoing but yeah that's great to hear when I hear people talking about that their kids enjoy the books that's that's the reward for doing that project yeah I bet that was when we were um, working through, you know, which artists we were going to reach out to. And when Steven told me that he had gotten a hold of you, I was like, this is our daughter's favorite illustrator. <laughs> like, this is one day she's going to look back at this and be mm -hmm. so excited that we got a chance to talk to you because That's that, so cute. that has been like, I mean, I think we read that first birthday book months and months before she even yeah. turned one she <laughs> i can't imagine how special it is for you to even hear stories of people whose kids have had such a fondness for that yeah and that you're making such a lasting impact uh, on, yeah on these characters that the kids already love but to be able to do it in your own artistic style that's just really cool so yeah it is it's it's neat that it can be their introduction to a lot of these characters i think some of these films they probably won't see until they're you know, much older outside of sort of Mickey and, and friends. But sure. um, yeah, to be able to do that and have this be their first introduction to a lot of these stories is, yeah, it's it it doesn't escape me when I'm working on these things that 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 is sort of the responsibility of these books. Mm -hmm. uh, it's hard to sort of keep that in mind. We do churn out a lot of these books. It is a mm -hmm. lot of work to just kind of keep doing these books sort of over and over again. But um sure. Yeah, certainly certain certain ones are fun, especially when we get to use different characters and uh, things that you don't see in, in every day. Like Japan's really good about doing that. So it's nice when we can use other characters here and kind of shoehorn them in with the other more popular characters. That's awesome. Yeah, well, it's it's funny, too, because your, your Instagram account is like a, a complete treasure trove of pop culture. I mean, it's I mean, it's everything from like you know Guillermo del Toro holding up his awards to like the Otter Pop Gang, who I haven't thought about in over a decade. Um, so I'm assuming, um, and I feel like your your Cookie Monster sweatshirt is kind of a giveaway that you're obviously such a huge fan of of pop culture and cartoons and stuff like that. So um, I love that even though like you're you're contracted by one of the biggest conglomerate businesses in the world. Um, that you're still like finding time to to do fun things like you know just create random little characters and yeah um, you know even some of the dim sum things and stuff like that it's just it's so much fun to see um, and I I think that your um, your account is is personally like one of my one of my favorites to to look at we've been following you for a good while even before we reached out just because of you know some of the familiarity and fun and stuff um, but yeah I mean we love all of the guests that we're having on for this art 
this art series, but just the fact that our, our daughter, like I said, is such a big fan of the books that you um, that you do. Like she pulls out some of the, um, you know, some of those books, like just from her from her shelf, and brings them over to us. Wants to sit <laughs> on our lap and look at them over and over again. She loves like the sticky pages and stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. It makes it makes this really are... special. Those are interesting. I know some people have complained that if you you know if you take that piece of paper off, it sort of ruins the previous page. Yeah, but, uh, I thought that was such an interesting choice for that touch and feel book, but uh, probably popular for like the, the first few reads. Yeah, <laughs> I'd imagine it's covered in lint or something. Yeah, not too. Oddly long. enough, ours have held up okay. So yeah. fingers That's crossed. Um, uh, while also looking through your work and and just kind of taking it all in. Mm -hmm. um it dawned on me not that long i think yesterday it dawned on me i'm like oh my gosh this is the alien remix guy um <laughs> and that's so because I, I was at tar i mean i think everyone's been at target or you know walmart or wherever and i've seen um you know little green martian dressed up as carl from up or whatever mm -hmm. and i'm like that's such a clever weird funny idea and then it just all clicked together and i love when like little moments like snap together like magnets and all of a sudden, you're like <laughs> oh wait i see how all this is connected that's so much fun. What was your inspiration for for like getting into that kind of thing where you just decided to jumble these guys together with every other Pixar property and, and kind of make it fit? It's so funny. It was such a small little thing. I actually, uh, I, I did it sort of on my own uh, and it was something I did for the uh, Pixar Studio store, the store that's in the Pixar um, studio in Emeryville. Mm -hmm. um, and it was just something I had done on my own and offered it to them. I said, you know, did you, I, I'm in touch with the person there. And I said, this is something you'd be interested in. And and they did. And they made some like hats and, uh, or t-shirts and bags or something, a journal, I think just some, a few things that they have just for the employees and, and guests of the employees. Um, and then from there it got picked up by uh, sort of marketing or the, the, the um, merchandise people. And they just, ran with it so i wasn't involved in that side of it it was my concept and my original art that was used and they did tell me that they were going to mm -hmm. do some stuff with it but um it, i had no idea it was going to be as as big as it was that whole concept comes from just my love of collecting and toys and um you know what funko has been able to do so well is to take mm -hmm. sort of this shape or silhouette and just spread that across every known property in the world mm -hmm. Um, that was my thought with that too, is to to do something as if it were a toy, as if it were a collection of toys, um, without thinking that they'd be made into toys. Just thought it was funny that yeah. you can dress these guys up, these very recognized, and you know, you can just kind of replicate the alien and then just put a different costume right. on it. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I just it was just a fun concept. I think I was just going to do Toy Story at first, and then I thought, well, this is going to work across mm -hmm. everybody, and so it just yeah, just kind of came up that way. I thought it was kind of cute and funny, and then. It's really big in Asia and it, it keeps getting sure. bigger there. They just keep releasing more versions and, and it, it's even gotten to the point now where it drops off from the art that I had done originally and they've done <laughs> more characters beyond what I yeah. did. And so, uh, but it's always fascinating and, and sort of rewarding to see it become this bigger thing from something you were just working on at home in front of your computer to mm -hmm. all these toys and, and just uh, all these different companies using uh, that concept. It's, it's been great to see. Yeah. Yeah. What's, what's funny to me about it is that like, obviously you have the huge names like a Woody and Buzz and stuff. Right. And then I even saw like, there was, I can't even remember the name of the character, but cause like the good dinosaur didn't really have an amazing <laughs> lasting impact on me, but right. like the dinosaur and I'm like, what the heck? Like it's everything. I mean, it's like the most <laughs> obscure characters yeah. to, 
you know, the, the most like beloved franchises. So, right. um, so for that's the a first lot of batch, fun. Yeah. I tried to do one from every film. Um, mm -hmm. so there's a lot more, some costumes are a lot more, you know, it's easy to do a lot from toy story and uh, monsters and things like that. Harder for things like dinosaur and ratatouille yeah. and, uh, those kinds oh. of things. But yeah, I mean, they, they, they did an Andy. he's dressed as Andy in one of them. Now he's dressed as Al from Al's toys barn. Oh, that's wow. amazing. And they, they've just really taken it and, and run with it. So, uh, it's been, yeah, it's hilarious to watch it grow. Oh, that's awesome to see your idea become such a big thing. I bet that's really, really cool. Do you yeah. have a personal favorite of, of the ones you've made? So I've, there, there's so much, and I focused my collection on the ones that I did that are based on mm -hmm. my art and, and, um, so like the metal ones, it's like they kind of did their own spin on the same concept that I did. But then like something like Beast Kingdom in in um, in the Asian market, they stayed very true to my design. So I, I've been okay. looking for those kinds of things that represent exactly what I did. But people give me this stuff. I, I you know if people see it out in the world, they they grab it for me. And and so I have That's this cool. really big collection of like cups and bowls and shirts and like I think they did pajama pants and just everything it just keeps popping up so it's been that's yeah, funny the collection has grown quite a bit that's really cool. cool love that awesome um i guess it's, it's kind of a good transition into what would you say i mean do you think is your as an artist not even just disney artist but as an artist what would you say do you think is your um greatest accomplishment that you can look back on and be like yeah i'm really proud of this or something that i've you know done that that feels like you know, you've really kind of reached this point of, I didn't think I was going to be there, but all of a sudden I'm here. I mean, that's, uh, I guess a tweet from Bob Iger. That's it. That's, <laughs> the, that's the, yeah. Pinnacle, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I do get asked this question a lot or, or sort of versions of this question. I think I, I always go back to the hipster Mickey thing that I did for Wonderground originally. Mm -hmm. it, it doesn't look like the stuff that I do now. Uh, even mm -hmm. then it was sort of a, an outlier, but, it, the popularity of that is what kept me in Wonderground and allowed me to do all of these other things. So while I'm not, I don't feel personally connected to that style. Um, it was more of a conceptual thing, I think, than it was a, a style thing. Um, but it opened so many doors for me. It got uh, my work noticed by groups that wouldn't normally notice it. Um, and so that really changed things for me. So from a career standpoint, that was pivotal. Uh, from a personal favorite would probably be not too long after that, we did Kingdom of Cute, where we got to do all the like cute versions of like ride vehicles and Space Mountain and cool. Disney food. That to me was sort of the culmination of like what I like to do and my style and people responded to it. And we did so much with that mm -hmm. like shirts and hats and the blind box toys and, um, that to me was like, um, okay, like this is the thing I like yeah. to do and want to do and it's, it's successful. So that was very rewarding. And, uh, yeah, in a, in a way that was different than, than hipster Mickey, but, um, yeah. So I think it's between like those two definitely work that I've done with Wonderground gallery. Mm -hmm. It's funny that you, you mentioned hipster Mickey, because I remember first seeing that and, and it's one of those things where like, you know, when I, when I first saw it, it was kind of one of those things where I just stopped and was like, wait a minute, this this almost doesn't fit any Disney thing I've seen, right. let alone any Mickey <laughs> yes. Mouse I've ever seen. Um, but sure. it's compelling and it's, it's it's a lot of fun and a great little, a great piece. And um, the other thing I find kind of coincidental and, and and funny is that when I was looking at my notes before I asked you about your your accomplishment, um, I have a little note here. It says hipster Mickey because I want to ask about it. Um, <laughs> so that's funny that those two things, uh, that those two things coincided so perfectly. 
Um, <clears throat> yeah, that's cool. That's, that's it's really cool. A, even... He's a very polarizing thing, which I, I find is sort of actually as an artist, kind of what you want. If mm -hmm. everybody likes it, it, it can be kind of boring. Uh, if yeah. everybody hates it, then you don't go anywhere. But if there's a passionate side for it and a passionate side sort of like that, that's not Mickey. Uh, it creates this sort mm -hmm. of perfect mix of, of intrigue, I think. Uh, and so I think, you know, it, you take somebody like a, uh, like Madonna, right? As long as you're mm. talking about it, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. That, that's the win, right? Like, yes, yeah. you're right. So yeah. if you're forced to have an opinion about it, that's kind of what keeps it in mm -hmm. the conversation. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was funny to see sort of how that worked out. <laughs> that's funny that you said like people saying that's not Mickey because um, <clears throat> just recently Disney, Disney Plus put out that uh, the documentary, um, The Story of a Mouse. And there was right. so much in that documentary that talked about, you know, what Mickey was, what he wasn't, how like Walt created Goofy and Donald to sort of supplement <laughs> his angry and crazy personality for people who thought he should be more <laughs> of a role model. Um, so, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, he's he's not public domain, but it's almost like he's owned by everybody to do whatever they want to do with because of, you know, he's more of a, a symbol, you know, as opposed yes. to just like this singular character um right so that's cool i love i love the thinking behind that and um we like it we, we're not haters of it at all the, uh, Mickey, so i think it's great <laughs> yeah um yeah. it's a funny thing too because i know like with you know disney fans as you guys know are very passionate people mm. uh, and they take everything very personally not that we're we're playing with a disney character we're playing with their disney character mm -hmm. and so that's great you know and that can work for you often and it can work against you too so it's just kind of the playground that you're in and you kind of have to embrace that. Otherwise it can be very, you know, it can be rewarding, but it can also be upsetting. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. You can get some of the worst comments over just the most mundane things and it kind of blindsides you. So it's like, you kind of think about that when you're creating this stuff is that, um, you know, you want to be sensitive to it. I don't think it dictates what you do, but you certainly want to be sensitive to it. Absolutely. I think that shows that you're a good artist, too, because you're willing to even know that people are going to have strong opinions, but you're going to make good art that stays true to the characters and shows your creative style on it. Um, oh, well, thank that you. Not everyone's going to be happy with that. And that's OK, because it's your creativity right. that you're putting on display for them to enjoy. It doesn't so. take much, though, right? Like I said, I'm right. sure you guys find out. You could just say, like, you know, I prefer Space Mountain at Disneyland to Walt Disney World. And that can just kick off death threats and oh my very gosh, angry yeah. people about how you don't know what you're talking about. And it's just... It, it, the best and the worst so yep. yeah yep. it's, it's yeah. out there <laughs> we'll definitely ask you about your favorite attractions in a little bit yeah. so <laughs> you're right. allowed to Put have whatever opinion fire. you want <laughs> so yeah. we may have covered this at some point but tell us about your favorite piece that you've ever done i don't care if it's like a doodle that you did in a coffee shop on a napkin or if it's something that's been seen by millions of people is there is there something that really stands out to you as like your favorite piece it just gives you I don't know, it just makes you feel good when you look at it and it's just something you're mm. extremely proud of having done. Um, that's a good question. There was one I did a while back, quite a while ago for for Wonderground Gallery called uh, Love and Bloom and it's a very simple Mickey and Minnie stylized Mickey and Minnie and there's a big um flower that's a heart at the top. The, the heart is the flower and they're sort of watering that. It's this very basic piece. It did very well. And we didn't mm. do a whole lot with it. It wasn't it wasn't like that, but I liked the simplicity of it, uh, yeah. that it was this very simple idea, just done cleanly. And um, 
oftentimes when I do stuff like that, I, I worry about like, well, maybe I need more stuff or maybe mm -hmm. I need more of a background or, or something like that. But I sort of trusted that to be okay. And let sort of just the emotion of it come through. And I think it did. And it's rare when you're dealing with so few elements in a piece that I think you can, that you're happy with it. I, I don't know that it makes it good or bad or, or, or popular or anything like that. But for me, mm -hmm. it was, it just, it sort of changed the way I approached a lot of, uh, my work and it was sort of exploratory which is what wonderground was supposed to be like trying different styles and different approaches to the art so um yeah for some reason that one stands out to me when you when you say that and it it felt like um more like an art piece to me like yeah get like just a simple print as opposed to trying to tell a story too much or trying to get all the characters in or trying to convey like the entire movie in one image it was more just mm -hmm. about letting this sort of simple uh, emotion come through you know when I look at your your art the the overwhelming feeling is a lot of depth a lot of shadow you know a lot of just sort of it jumps out at you but yeah you're right I mean this piece is is very very almost shockingly simple for the kind of work that you do but yeah. I think it's extremely effective and it's beautiful I don't I, I admit I haven't seen this one before but I, I looked it up as you were talking about it um it's great it's a lot of fun it's um, yeah, I can see why that'd be something you'd be extremely proud of and, and maybe be your favorite. That's that's really nice. Thank you. Yeah, it was, it was a fun one to do. And I'm glad that they sort of let me do it. Like, it doesn't look like the other stuff I've done for them. So it was nice that they sort of trusted that. And um, yeah, it's been a it's been rewarding in that way, working with Wonderground. I bet. Um, is there anything new that you're working? If you can't tell us, it's fine. But is there anything new that you're working on right now that that you're excited about or anything anything coming up? Um, nothing that yeah that I could really talk about. I'm always working on Disney baby stuff in those projects, and mm -hmm. uh, uh, we'll probably actually start working on the next Festival of the Arts. We do start pretty early wow. for the next one, even though so once this one wraps up, um, I think the artwork will go over to uh, Disneyland and we'll support that. But um, usually by summer we start, we're well into working on next year's art just because it takes so long to mm -hmm. get all these pieces done. And if they do merchandise and things like that to, um, you know, start that process. Um, I did just release a line of stuff with, um, for Olumel, the uh, Duffy and Friends turtle. Oh yeah. It just okay. came out cool. at, um, that was released at the uh, Alani and mm -hmm. uh, it's at Polynesian as well, which I didn't know they carried the the same stuff. So that just came out. So that's been the the big push for right now. But other than that, that's pretty much it for the time being. Cool. Hopefully, awesome. I can talk about more later. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, we we'll we don't want to get you in trouble. Yeah, so. we'll be excited yeah. <laughs> to see what comes out soon. Well, thank you. Yeah. So much changes with Disney quickly. So I never say anything before. I get you just it. don't know what's going to happen in the next yeah month or Absolutely. two. Absolutely. I totally get we it. We would never want you to say anything that gets you in trouble. <laughs> so we totally yeah. respect. Oh yeah. I have uh, I have NDAs with small businesses that I do marketing for and work with. So I, if I no. had an NDA with Disney, I wouldn't even like interview for podcasts ever. I'd be so scared. Yeah, um, I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, we're gonna. This has been great, and we're having fun. But we're gonna kind of transition into something a little bit different, and we'd okay. just like to ask you a little bit about um, the Disney parks. And I'm just gonna let Paige mm -hmm. sort of jump into this one here. Yeah, this is like you don't even have to be prepped for these. Just okay. whatever you think. Your opinion. So we'll start with what is your favorite Disney attraction? It can be yeah, that's Disneyland, a very difficult question. Walt Disney World, whichever one. So now, have you guys declared on previous episodes what your ultimate favorite 
Disney attraction is. I'd love to hear your guys. Yeah, we have. Yes. Mine okay. is Flight of Passage. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. Yeah, that's a great ride. Yeah. Very modern ride. Yes, it is. <laughs> and what about yours? <laughs> Ooh, so mine was Splash Mountain. Yeah. And it's not anymore. I mean, it, it kind of, I still really like it. It's fun. Um, I think it's a it's a dead tie for me between Expedition Everest and Star Tours. Oh, Star Tours. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I think it's a little bit quiche to say like Rise of the Resistance. So I need to give it like five or 10 more years before I say that's my favorite ride. I, yeah, I agree. I completely agree. Um, mm. Yeah, I it's for me, it's either it's hard because there's so many things to like for different reasons and feel very strongly about those reasons. Like I usually say it's a small world because it's the most oh. sort of all around influential thing. There's nostalgia for it. When I was young, it was probably I would assume the first ride I went on by that and Dumbo. Awesome. Um, so it just sort of wraps everything up for me. But um, but for sure, it'd be like then there's Star Tours, which I still like more than the rides in Galaxy's Edge. Uh, and I don't know if it's just more nostalgia, if it's because it's the original trilogy um, sure. and all that kind of stuff. Or um, even like something like Soren, which I think is something that um, it's like one of the I don't know. It feels kind of old fashioned, even though it is new technology. Mm -hmm. uh, and then with uh, California Adventure, when that first opened, I mean, that was the whole reason to go to that park was just, yeah. to, <laughs> just mm -hmm. to do that ride. And it holds up. And it's the one where I think where you bring new people on it and they're just as sort of blown away by it. Then, uh, you know, with Star Wars, you kind of have to know Star Wars. Otherwise, it's not yeah. that exciting. But Right. You have yeah. no idea what think, the story is happening. I think it was, I do feel like it was a little bit of a misstep to evolve Star Tour so much. Like, I really miss RX-24 and that mm -hmm. original story that they had on there. It was just so much fun. It's still a great ride, but um, yeah. The the funny thing with, with we Paige's one of Paige's favorite rides is is Soren too. She she loves mm -hmm. it. Um, I definitely miss Soren over California a lot. Yeah. Um, I think the Around the World is a fun attraction. It's nice, but uh, especially growing up in California and kind of like identifying, you know, all these areas that I grew up around and traveled to and stuff yeah. is really cool. Yeah. Um, I proposed that they should do Soren over Florida. I, yeah. I think there'd be a lot of cool stuff to see. Um. But I, you know, no one's written me back yet. So yeah. I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting on the credit. Podcast. I really thought they were going to do more of that. Like just how we did. I mean, maybe not as manic as the Star Tours sort of randomness, but mm -hmm. I thought maybe like, uh, you know, seasonal or, or you know, every so many years. Um, I like the California and they bring it back. They're bringing it back for, I think, food and wine. Um, it's very like natural looking. And, mm -hmm. and the, the sword around the world looks too digital to me. It looks too sort of animated. Um, yeah. You know, some very nice things in there. But the, when you look at the simplicity of the California one, I think it's just so effective, just like mm -hmm. that. And um, yeah, I kind of, I, I every time they bring it back, I go back for the California one. It, yeah. It's one of the worst lines of all the attractions. <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I hate standing in that line because even if it looks short, it's not short. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I think it's I, the I, only time I did Genie Plus was because I'm like, oh, I don't want to. I don't want to wait for that. Yeah. I still have a bone to pick with the um with the bent over Eiffel Tower, but that's like a yes. totally separate thing. Um, <laughs> Unless you're middle, 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 right? I right. know, even then. Everything. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's your favorite? Do you have a favorite uh, Disney park that you, I mean, it I don't really care where it is in the world or whichever yeah. coast. Is there one that really sticks out to you as a favorite? It's funny. So Disney, I have to say Disneyland because it's my park mm -hmm. and I live close and I'm so familiar with it. And I, I do love that park because it's like, I think it's the, um, 
the size of it, uh, the scale of it is so specific to California. Uh, mm-hmm. Even when they sort of replicate it, it gets bigger in other places, of course, because it should, because our park is ridiculously claustrophobic. But that's part of the charm, I think, right? Look, everything looks yeah. cute and small and mm-hmm. and it can be frustrating, but I think ultimately I love it for that reason. Other than that, um, the only other park I've been to outside of the United States was uh, Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Um, and that Disney Sea is spectacular i that's that's on our bucket list of things to yeah do. so, so that's amazing. probably if i absolutely had to pick a park another park it would it would definitely be that obviously every park has its advantages i haven't yeah. seen uh shanghai or hong kong or paris and so i can't really say i know them all but yeah tokyo tokyo disney in general both parks it's such a different experience than anything else i just really love it there so yeah maybe tokyo disney Sea would be a close second Nice. Yeah, Disneyland is, is by far my favorite park too. Um, it's the one really? I, I grew up going to. I think that um, makes a big difference. It does. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it definitely makes a big difference. And I didn't go to Disney World until I was 24, 23, 24, yeah, something like I that. I was an adult too. Yeah, I didn't grow yeah. up going to that. Um, it seemed like a distant, like we never asked to go to that. It seems so expensive mm-hmm. and far away. And uh, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, Disney World has the space and a bunch of parks and all that good yeah. stuff. And And from that perspective, it is... Uh, you know, a better park, but um, if you're just looking at individual parks, that always be mm-hmm. Disneyland, I think. Yeah, I because I was I started going to Disneyland like right, like right around the time too, when DCA opened up and the letters were in the front, and they actually had the the really weird sun face on the on the on the Ferris yep. wheel, um, and then of course like you know just uh, yeah, I mean just the fact that it is the first park to me is is it's just yeah. it's not really something you can compare. Um, and it's weird going to Magic Kingdom for me always feels a little uncanny valley. I'm like, yes, <laughs> it is Disney and it feels like Disneyland, but something's not quite right with it. It's like, I don't weird. Yeah, that yeah. is such a weird thing. Like the transition between the lands. I'm like, this feels weird. This like mm-hmm. Tomorrowland of Fantasyland, even though we have a similar thing. I don't know. Just that you're just so used to Disneyland that if yeah. it's not like that. And I think Tokyo Disneyland is more like Disney World actually there or Magic Kingdom. Okay. There there's their setup is similar even though they love Disneyland. They, mm-hmm. they I think just for the space and everything. But I always say that Tokyo parks are they're so clean and everyone's so polite and yep. uh it's just an amazing experience that you kind of that that kind of it's part of the whole experience, not just the park or a ride or anything like that. It's yeah. like, they really like it there in a different way, I think, than we do here. And it's just, yeah, it's really neat to see. Yeah, hopefully you guys can make it out. There. I mean, you have a very young daughter, so yeah. maybe a yeah. few years before. Yeah, we'll give it time. Hong Kong Disney is also on my list because it's like the Disneyland castle um, with these beautiful mountains behind it. And that just right. seems like perfection to me. So that's the yeah, interesting cool. part. Hong Kong's the interesting part. Uh, Shanghai for just the technology and and everything that Mm -hmm. they've been able to do there. Like I do want to see like that pirate ride just looks nuts. Um, I I can't wait to do some of that stuff, but uh, yeah, I'm thinking hopefully to try to do all the parks at some point, but we'll see. That's like every Disney fan's goal. I know, we would right. love to do <laughs> <Right>. that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Time and money, right? Time yeah, for money. sure. Yeah. First, we need to get to Alani, and then we'll do the yeah. parks and figure that out. Yeah, I yes. haven't been to Alani either. I was hoping to go while this merchandise is over there and, and at least check that out. But um, yeah. yeah, I I don't have kids. So Alani, I've always questioned whether, you know, it's just 
overnight just to kind of check out sure. the resort. And, yeah. But, well, uh, I mean, it's a work. If you're going to check out your merchandise, it's a work expense. You know? That's right. I'm like, come on, send me so, out there for a signing or something. <laughs> and it's a tax write-off. Yeah, exactly. Um, do you want to ask the, uh, the, the last one here? Yeah, for... final question for you. What is your favorite Disney movie? Yeah. Uh, this is the other one that comes up all the time too. Uh, so my go-to is uh, Beauty and the Beast. It is it is my favorite Disney movie, I think, um, for for a lot of reasons. But um, so Little Mermaid was actually the one that I watched uh, and made me uh, go into film or uh, art as a career. I thought I was going to go into animation because of that, like so many of us did when those films came out. Mm-hmm. Um, so that has like a special place for me. But I think uh beauty and the beast uh, all the way around is just my from the story and the soundtrack and the all of that stuff it's my favorite it's my favorite film so i think that's still a safe one i love there are so many i love for different Mm -hmm. reasons but i think beauty and the beast was the one i saw like the most in the theater back then when movies stayed in the theater for a long time and um yeah really inspiring it was crazy to get Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, and Aladdin and Lion King yeah. sort of back to back. It was just an insane time to be yeah, the, a Disney fan. The titular Renaissance area, right? Yeah. And Roger Rabbit before that. That was actually oh. probably the first thing for <laughs> me. Kidding that, me? Yeah. Yeah. So to start with that and then to proceed into that, it was just like, yeah, like animation was being reborn. So mm-hmm. it was an exciting Amazing. time. Yeah. That's a great, I mean, that's a great pick. It's a classic yep. for a reason. Do you guys have, I'm sure you've mentioned before or probably did whole countdowns, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about it again. Do you want to? Yeah, we have talked a lot about Disney media. I, my favorite Disney movie growing up and even when I got into my teen years and stuff, I would always say The Lion King. Mm-hmm. Animal Kingdom's my favorite park. Flight of Passage is my favorite ride. I just yeah. love, I've always been drawn to that. And Lion King. Are you is an my animal favorite. person? In general, or yes, just I Disney am. Animals, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I yeah. I wanted to work on a wildlife refuge when I was a kid. Yeah. Now I now I'm a school counselor, so I do nothing with animals at all. But <laughs> I still love that. I'm I've always been drawn to animals and wildlife. How old were you when you saw uh, the Lion King? I'm assuming you saw this on was it a re-release or a VHS or something or a oh, DVD? <laughs> Probably it was on VHS, definitely. Okay. Um, I don't. What year did it come out? Ninety one. So I, I mean, I said that really not, definitively, but I'm going to double check. I was check. not born no. when it came out. Lion King was 94. Beauty and the Beast was 91. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So oh, I was well then, born that okay. year. You were born so, that, okay. <laughs> so I, I did not see it in theaters, but definitely right. saw it on VHS every single day of my childhood. Watched it over and over. Wow, yeah, yeah. I think that's the, the difference, because when I was... Um, growing up. I mean, it had just started to do where they release these things on mm-hmm. video. And so we couldn't watch these things over and over again. It was on that weird cycle of every seven years, they'd release it in the theaters. <laughs> the old um, so I think that's a huge advantage, I think, for kids growing up now. And it's like, oh, I just, my grandma had this VHS and we just watched it over and over because that was the only one we had. And so that became the mm-hmm. favorite film. Yes, yeah, It's funny how, how that I can was. really change. Yeah. Uh, yep. Your perspective of it. What was yours? Um, I ratatouille to me is a perfect film oh, and very good. that's yeah. just uh i know that it's pixar technically and it was actually made when pixar was sort of separate from disney mm-hmm. so i don't know if it counts or not but that's probably i would have to say that's probably my favorite one um i've talked about this on the show before but i actually i, I got to tour uh pixar and emeryville um the year that ratatouille came out so mm-hmm. you know they sent me home with like all kinds of memorabilia and just little products and stuff and that's um, it was really 
what was that for that you got to tour? Was it, uh, did you know somebody there or? Yeah. So, um, a friend of mine, his dad worked for the, uh, CHP, um, uh-huh. uh, California highway patrol as a, um, as a pilot and he had to land his helicopter on their roof. And because of that, they were like, Hey, you know, if you ever want to come back anytime, we'd love to have you and your boys. Um, and he's like, well, my, my sons have some friends. Can we bring some people? And then he called me up. I was like, do you want to go to Pixar? And I'm like, yeah, I do. That's um, fantastic. And I was, I was dead set on working for Pixar for years and years and years and years. Um, but um, I thought that the, the, the heavy workload of crunch time for releasing film seemed a little laborious to me. <laughs> yes. So I, yeah. I, I kind of was like, you know what? I think I'm just going to enjoy the movies. And maybe in mm. the future, my wife and I can do a Disney podcast or something <laughs> where the deadlines are, are less dire. Um, what did you think still... of Pixar when you went? Because it's, it's a relatively small campus. Like I, I was always blown away at how sort of small it it is i mean i know disney's like a series of buildings and they're just massive mm-hmm. but you go to pixar and it's just this little campus in the middle of absolutely yeah. nothing i know it's it's almost like a hidden i mean yeah. I, I always forget how to get there when i'm at maryville and i want to drive by or something <laughs> um i so i was in high school when i went and i was blown i was blown away um yeah. i i don't remember it being small or anything like that but i was kind of the weirdo that actually watched uh, the, I think I think Monsters Inc. was the very first film I ever owned on DVD, mm-hmm. um, and so I think that you know I took the second disc of Monsters Inc. and watched all the special features, and so yeah. I already was very familiar with the with the layout of it and yeah. like the secret rooms and all the you know <laughs> antics and stuff. Um, <clears throat> so when I got there, it almost felt like I was familiar already with it. Yeah. Um, so it felt just I don't know, it just like felt great. I was I was floored. That's great. Um, Did they take you yeah. to all the little? places and things in the studio yeah we that's great we we did get to go in in laster's office which i thought Mm -hmm. was really interesting and very cool at the time they they were like if you touch anything yeah you're out (laughs) um we got to go to like the cereal bar and and stuff like that and the rendering farm um we unfortunately didn't get to go to that little room where you have to crawl into it i don't remember what it's called Um, yeah the little tiki room kind of yeah i don't remember they have like a a quirky name for it yeah Um, yeah but yeah, I mean, it was like the full kind of the full gambit. I mean, it was it was really amazing. That's great. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah I've I've been there a few times for when well, I've had to go for work, and they, and they're like very aware that people want to come to the studio because mm-hmm. you can't really come to the studio. So anytime I'm doing a project, they always say, you know, do you want to come down and we'll have a meeting for no, you know, no good reason other than just to come. Yeah. And it's, I've had lunch there in that atrium, and it's just so weird to see. Same. Yeah. I'm like you. Like I'm such a big fan of all of these films and these people and these directors, it's weird to sit there and have lunch. And then you just see like Pete doctor walking by with his <laughs> lunch and, you know, yeah. Andrew Stanton and, the, you know, and, and they're just so nice and generous with their mm. time. And then yeah. when I did the good dinosaur book for them, they're like, uh, do you want to come to Pixar and do a signing of the, the book signing with um, the director of good dinosaur and stuff. Oh, and I'm like, I, it was just that was probably one of the most surreal moments of my to yeah. to be in Pixar and signing books for Pixar yeah. people. It, it just was very. I mean, it was exciting, but it, it felt like a yeah, like a dream or something. That's amazing. yeah. I actually introduced my daughter to Toy Story for the very first time. I guess last week. Oh um, really? Wow. And yeah, I, I put it on for her, and she was immediately just like stopped everything she was doing and was just staring at it. Um, she almost lost her mind when Bo Peep came on the screen. I'm like, you are a girly girl to the max. <laughs> and I don't know how you got this way. It's great. But um, yeah, I mean, it's it's it just it holds up. I mean, everything they almost everything oh, they do sure. just holds up so well. Um, but all that to say, yeah, Ratatouille to me was just it's I don't know. It, it's yeah. it's one of those movies I can revisit constantly. And 
um i just think it's it's great so it's my we favorite actually went on, film as well yeah i mm-hmm. agree yeah we went on remy's ratatouille adventure for the first time in october oh, yeah. when we were visiting and and i was i mean i i it was like a miracle how we ended up on it um it's kind of a, I'll, I'll keep it short because we've told this story before on the show but <laughs> okay. um we I didn't get a lightning lane for it. And yeah. the, when we walked into Epcot, the wait was like over 90 minutes at like, what, eight in the morning, 830, something like mm-hmm. that. And I was just, we had a lightning lane for Guardians. We were like ready to go. And I was just, just dead inside the whole time. Like, I don't yeah. care about anything. I just want to go on this ride. Um, <laughs> and I kept checking and checking and checking. Nothing opened up. But the line was just well over 100 minutes the whole day. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we ended up. Paige was in the UK pavilion doing some stuff with our daughter. I'm like, I'm just going to go walk over and just take pictures and look in the shop and stuff. And I went up to a cast member and was like, you know, hey, is there going to be any new lanes opening up or any any mm. like openings for us to get on this ride? And he's like, no, it's been unusually busy and you know, all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, okay, I really wanted to go on it, but maybe I'll just have to go next time. And he looks at me and he's like, how many people are in your party? And I go, uh, just me and my wife and we have a 10 month old. He goes, hang on, I'll be right back. And he like comes back. He's like, okay, wow. if you need your wife over here, we'll just take you to the front. And it was like, I almost cried <laughs> just because yeah. it was like the perfect storm of something I really wanted. Yep. And it was a, it was like a, a it was like one of those Disney miracles that you hear people yep. talk about. Yep. Um, and it was, it was just, I think I thanked the guy probably 20 times. And I'm like, if I yeah. keep thanking him, he's going to think I'm an insane person and tell me to go. <laughs> oh, home. I'm sure they're used to it. I'm sure. <laughs> so yeah, that's I great. It. That is great that's experience. That Disney fun. magic that they can do. It's the, it's the best and the worst of it too. Cause I think a lot of people think they're going to, they're going to get that, you know, and mm-hmm. it's so rare that it happens, but when it does yeah. happen, that's, that's fantastic. Yeah, Let me ask you guys a question. Uh, if you had to pick one resort to stay at uh it could be any any of the parks i guess maybe not alani one of the park resorts if you had to pick you can you know free of charge pick one resort to stay at where would you guys stay do you want to say it at the same time can we have separate answers oh yeah, oh yeah because yeah. you're gonna have a different answer than me yeah 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 you can go first i know what you're gonna say. i would stay in the animal kingdom lodge. I, I figured you that would be your... <laughs> have you I guys stayed the there of you though no we haven't we visited no. um we've loitered in the lobby but we not tried to peek there. into a room we ate there, but um, we've not gotten to stay there. We're hoping that we'll be able to stay there in the next few years with our daughter. That's yeah. I think yeah. With the kids, it's I think it would be great. We stayed. They put us there for Epcot uh, for the Festival of the Arts. They they put us in the hotels, and they did last year for some reason put us in Animal Kingdom, which is wow. very far from Epcot. Not convenient yes, at is. all, but yeah. <laughs> but it was great yeah. to see. And we did have the view of the you know you saw the giraffes and everything in the morning, and um, yeah, that was really yeah. That's a fun. That's, That's a fun, nice resort. Yeah. 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 Uh, so it's a different answer for you. Yeah. Well, I thought we were going to say the same one. And then I realized I don't know anything. Um, <laughs> if it was in uh, Disney World, definitely the Polynesian. But I want a good view. Like, I don't want to be looking at, like, the parking lot. Um, and then if it was in Disneyland, it, it would it would almost certainly be the uh, the Grand California uh, Hotel. Yeah. Yeah. So Grand California is great. Uh, the, I think the rooms are, are surprisingly uh, sort of basic but you can't beat that location to yep. the park and just being there at the polynesian what's the what's the view you're looking for at the Polynesian? is it is it a magic Kingdom um, or is it just yeah i think just the magic kingdom view lot. just feels very appealing to me you know just being able to see the monorail loop and the grand floridian the contemporary all that it just seems like a, a great you know a great place to, to stay because we've, we've stayed in a handful that i was already really excited about anyway um yeah. and and this one just you know it just seems like if I'm going to stay there, I want to go all in on it. Right. Like same with animal right. kingdom. 
um, the lodge there. So I think that's, that's right. I, pre- it's just I very prefer appealing. the gimmicky resort. So like they, when yeah. we usually go to Epcot, they put us in a uh, beach club or yacht club or uh, mm-hmm. one of those. Cause it's right there and we can walk yeah. into the park. Um, but uh, Polynesian, definitely nice theming and all that stuff. Contemporary. I just like the look of that, that thing. Um, yeah. So any of those or, or what's the kind of campground one? Yeah. Like something like that. Yeah. I definitely like to do, I prefer stuff like that. Cause like Yacht Club, it's a very nice hotel and everything very mm-hmm. fancy, but it's just, it feels like a very nice hotel. Like it's not very, for some reason, it's not very Disney to me. Like I yeah. want characters and theming and yeah, yeah. And stuff I want, like that. want it so, all. Yeah. I'm curious. Yeah. I need to make a trip to sort of try out these other, other resorts. So yeah. yeah. Well, interesting. Answers. Um, well, we're going to, we're just going to conclude by asking you if there's anything right now that you want to promote. Obviously you said you're going to be at festival of the arts in February, um, which actually it will be February when this comes out. Uh, yeah, yeah. But if there's anything you want to promote, talk about, tell people where to find you, stuff like that. Just now, now's the chance. Um, let's see. Find me on my Instagram. It's just Jay Mariama. Um, pretty direct. I don't. It's 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 surprisingly difficult to spell my last name. So it's not the. We'll link, the we'll link everything thing. in our show notes. Thank you very much. Highly uh, featured. And if you're for your Walt Disney World people, yeah, come see me at uh, the Festival of the Arts. We'll be in the Odyssey Building. They're signing uh, the artwork uh, that's available. Um, the uh, February 10th through the 14th, and then the new merchandise at Polynesian and Alani, if you're there. Uh, other than that, I think that I'll be in uh, California and Anaheim after we come back from Festival of the Arts, and we do food and wine, too. So hopefully have those dates to announce coming up pretty soon, too. So that's really about it at this point. Otherwise, just follow me on Instagram because I always post relentlessly about any upcoming stuff. So yeah, awesome. you've got a great page. Um, all right, Jared, well, thank you so much again for, for joining us on this. Um, we've really appreciated your time, um, and all the insight and fun that you've brought to the show. And I'm sure our, our, our listeners are going to just, uh, really love hearing your take on everything and, and, uh, and just hearing from you in general. So thank you so much again. We really, we really do appreciate it. Well, thank you guys. I really appreciate it. And I appreciate you guys, uh, having the artists on because every little, you know, publicity kind of helps for the artist. So it's nice to be able to get, uh, get out there and talk about your work and sort of maybe introduce people to artists that they're not aware of, or that they didn't know that, you know, don't associate the name with the product. It's, it's just nice that there's more of an awareness for that. So that's great. Thank you very much for having me on. Absolutely. You Thank you so much. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we really appreciate it. As always, you can find us at the parksacademypod.com, um, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, you name it, <laughs> whatever. Uh, you can find us there. Um, we do really appreciate the support. Um, you, if you would be uh, so so obliged, just to give us a, a good rating on uh, Apple Podcast, we'd appreciate that. And finally, the only other thing is that we are actually pre-releasing our artist series on Patreon. Um, we have a, a tier starting at just two dollars a month. If you are interested in doing that, um, and for some of our interviews, we're actually going to have some video content going up on Patreon early as well. Um, so thanks again so much for listening, and we will catch you next time. Mm-hmm.